Hello, this is Colonel Pat O'Brien, Chief Medical Officer of the Air National Guard Drug Demand Reduction Program. Welcome to the ANG MRO Update Podcast number three, where we will cover questions from the field that have been coming in recently. The first question comes from the 115th Medical Group, Wisconsin Air National Guard. Their MDG has been getting questions about Sudafed and wonders what they need to tell their members. Will it cause a positive drug screen? It's cold and flu season, so they want to know. Sudafed is a brand name for pseudoephedrine, which is a stimulant. When drug screen specimens are tested, they go through a two-part process to determine whether they are reported as negative or positive. Pseudoephedrine, depending on concentration, may trip the amphetamine immunoassay on the first pass at the drug testing lab, causing an initial presumptive positive, but it will not confirm as positive when the specimen goes through the final testing, which is gas chromatography mass spectrometry. So the answer is no. Sudafed will not cause a positive drug screen to be reported out by the Air Force Drug Testing Lab. Great question. Our second question comes from Colonel Maria Diaz of the Maryland Air National Guard. She asks, Colonel, I have a question about protonics and false positive urine screening tests for THC. Have we ever had an issue with this in the Guard? I didn't know about this until I started reading the side effects. Can you clarify this for me? Doc Diaz. Well, Doc Diaz, the answer comes down to this. Dr. Eric Holwitt from the Air Force Drug Testing Laboratory states, yes, protonics will cause a false presumptive positive on the immunoassay screen, but it will definitely not confirm as a metabolite of THC. This is because further testing with gas chromatography, mass spectrometry, confirms no actual THC is present. Therefore, the specimen is reported as negative. Another great question. These two questions point out the fact that the Air Force Drug Testing Laboratory uses reference lab techniques that screen out for initial presumptive positive test. Rest assured when you get a positive result, you can count on it. If you ever wish to know what the parent compound is that resulted in a certain metabolite, please feel free to get hold of me and I will make a request of the lab to do a parent compound evaluation. In many cases, they are able to tell us what the actual medication was to cause a positive drug test. Another question that has come up also concerns THC. What happens when a service member says they are taking a prescription THC-based medication? Well, if what they say is a prescription is prescription marijuana, then that is still an illicit and goes down the administrative side of the house. You, as MROs, may rarely get a call after an illicit THC is found and the service member says they are on Marinol. We had one of these cases this past year, and we were able to help make a distinction between synthetic THC medication, i.e. Marinol, and plant-based THC, i.e. marijuana. What happened in this case was a request was made to the Armed Forces Medical Examiner System Lab, the military's top-level lab, to do a cannabivarin test. This test tells you if a plant caused the positive. That's what happened here, and the service member has been put up for administrative discharge. Another question comes up relating to service members and farming hemp. Word has it some guardsmen farm hemp and wondered what their exposure might be handling hemp. The answer comes from information provided by the Air Force Program Manager, Dr. Mike Lubeck, who tells me that there is a distinct possibility of concentration of the very small amounts of THC through the skin that could result in a positive THC drug screen. This is even though the plants have less than 0.3% by dry weight present. The recommendation is that these individuals wear gloves if they are going to continue to farm hemp. 
it would be best not to handle hemp at all. I know of one case already out in the field where a hemp farmer has a positive THC drug screen. Unfortunately, there is no room for waiver due to being a farmer. So farmer, beware. So there you have it, several questions from the field that I think educate us all. I want to thank Dr. Eric Holwood at the lab for helping me with some of the answers. He is one of our expert witness biochemists who are extremely helpful to us when we have questions. Please keep sending questions to me on these and other subjects, and I will bounce them off of the expert witness staff at the lab to get the most up-to-date information. In addition, I want to reiterate the process around the initial MRO review of a case. If you find the case to be unjustified initially, you send the completed MFR to your wing DDRPM to hold and leave the MRO portal open to be closed after the 30-day notification time period for the service member. I've seen a few cases of premature closure, which are easily reopened by the lab IT staff. Just remember, close the MRO portal case one time after everything is complete on a case. In closing, call me if you have any questions or concerns on anything MRO. There is never a bad question, only the ones not asked. This has been Colonel Pat O'Brien with another ANG MRO update. Thanks for listening and have a great Air Guard day. <music>